Okay, so after, like I said in the other podcast, I've been having an immense amount of technical difficulties, and I'm ready to throw this microphone out into the street and stomp on it, and then drive my car over it to crush the motherfucker. Because this thing just decided to crap out on me, and to the point where I must start another podcast. Anyway, uh, so we were talking about... (laughs) Alyssa Milano is now uh, bringing about abstinence, even though she's a leftist. And uh, that would really go into the more right-wing side of the aisle. But she's (laughs) a fucking idiot. She's such a dim bulb. I can't stand her. But she's good for a yarn. She's good to to listen to because uh, she thinks she's woke, but in reality she's not. Uh, moving right along from Alyssa Milano and her overcharged idiocy, uh, the acad- we're going to talk about Google and how the and this goes along with Alyssa Milano here. Uh, Google, there was an academic study that took place, uh, and the Daily Mail is reporting that Google has a left wing bias. No way! How could this is astonishing? I am shocked. And appalled that we find that these Silicon Valley conglomerates have a left-leaning, my goodness, Northwestern University have used an algorithm to study Google's search results since November of 2017 of 6,302 articles. That's a lot of articles that appeared in Google's top stories. 62% of those articles were from outlets considered to be left-leaning. CNN, for some stupid reason, because CNN is is just a shithole, constituted 10% of the news promoted on Google, while New York Times and the Washington Post came in at 6.5% and 5.6%, respectively. So altogether, you've got 10.9 plus 6.5 plus 5.6. You're talking about 10 and 6, 21, 22, about 23% of all articles that Google promotes comes from anti-Trump and pro-leftist organizations. So this is not, and then you've got BBC, USA Today, LA Times, The Guardian, Politico. I mean, all ABC, CNN. If you're to add an NPR, I mean, if you're going on and on and on. I mean, shit. So anything from CNBC on up is going to be left-leaning. I'll, You know what? Maybe I'll give polit. No, I won't. The Hill is more accurate than the Politico. So, okay. So CNN is 11. So we've got 11 plus 6, plus 5, you're talking about 17, 20, 17, 22, 23, 26, 28, 30, 32, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, Almost 46% of all news stories that Google promotes as top stories are coming from left-leaning news outlets. And the rest 
is a conglomeration of bullshit. So you're telling me that Google has no stake in the game? Seriously. And Fox News is up there, but it is nowhere near the amount of influence uh, that ha it has nowhere near the amount of influence that the other conglomerations have. Uh, you also might want to remember that the CEO and head of Google, uh, Eric Schmidt, mm -hmm, Schmidt, uh, he was there at election on election day with a Hillary pass. I'm with her. Yeah, okay. So, really, he's not going to abuse his privilege as being one of the most all-encompassing search engines out there to attempt to get Hillary Clinton the White House seat? Of course not. So, you're just seeing another example of how the left is manipulating, essentially, reality itself and the social consciousness to make sure that you have a bad vision of Donald Trump and to make sure that you're going to try to vote for a more left-leaning candidate like Hillary Clinton or Kamala Harris, and she's another dim bulb, and, or, uh, you know what, they'll, they will throw Bernie Sanders under the bus at every opportunity. Even though I believe Bernie Sanders has the right idea, I th they will still throw that poor man under the bus. And don't talk to me about how Bernie Sanders has three homes and whatever else. There are plenty of rich people in Europe. And there are plenty of people in Europe that aren't rich, that have free college education and free health care and pensions and free unemployment. There are plenty of people like that. There's no reason why Bernie can't have three or four houses to himself and the little guy can't have free education, a pension, and welfare, or health care, <laughs> either one. So it's all bullshit. One of the only people that I respect from the Rolling Stone is Matt Taibbi. And Matt Taibbi, has, he's the only, I mean, if you look at the tweets and the Facebook posts from the Rolling Stone and then look at the morons that comment on those stories, you can have a field day. I went on there a couple of times. To just, just throw a monkey wrench into everything to see what would happen. And I wasn't disappointed. I had a load of, 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 of fucking assholes that commented on anything that I would say out there. And they really believe what they're talking about. And I could present to them evidence to the contrary of their beliefs. And they refuse to acknowledge it. The only thing they do is they call me a Trump-tard. Even though not for Trump. It's ridiculous. So, uh, let's see. Matt Taibbi was on RT. Oh my god, it's the Russian today. It's the, it's the, it's the news organization that switched the election from Hillary Clinton to Donald Trump. More bullshit. So Matt Taibbi is out there humping his book, Hate Inc. Uh, and he was out there saying that cable channels no longer try to project a picture of objectivity, but selling a story that makes people angry. Thank you very much. He could not have put it better if I tried. The result is a journalistic decay, and an emotional fear-mongering is a public addicted to hating each other. Aha! This is very, this is very on point. Stories are specifically crafted to manufacture outrage, make you hate the other side, and fuel the addiction to anger. In this categorist, categorist, oh, geez, can't speak. 
Yeah, what? How long am I going on? Okay, so almost an hour here. You know, I start to wane after an hour. Or wax, depending upon what. Now, I'm not telling you what I wax. In this characteristically turbocharged new book, this is from the description on Amazon.com of Hate Inc. Uh, celebrated Rolling Stone journalist Matt Taibbi provides an insider's guide to the variety of ways today's mainstream media tells us lies. Part tirade, part confessional. It reveals that what most people think of as the news is in fact a twisted wing of the entertainment business. Thank you very much. Heading into a 2020 election season that promises to be a great Giza pyramid complex of invective and digital ugliness, Hate Inc. will be an invaluable antidote to the hidden poisons dished up by those we rely on to tell us what is happening in the world. So Matt Taibbi hits the nail on the fucking head and says the news organizations out there that most of the people rely upon, so CNN, MSNBC, CNBC, Fox News, ABC, NBC, CBS, so on, NPR, NPR's, NPR's a joke. They, they, they go out there and say, oh, yes, we're, we're this altruistic pillar of, of fairness, and we talk in these low voices so that we're calming and soothing, and we always try to bring a balanced platform to any stories that we present to our listening audience here. Unless you're listening to Ira Glass. I forget which show he hosts, Ira Glass. But he always talks like this. I'm Ira Glass. We're here with so-and-so, and she wants to talk about how she decided to reverse her mentality and become a male and subsequently compete in female triathlons. Yuck. By the way, there are a couple of countries that are saying that transgender females, meaning males that used to be, well, females that used to be males, can no longer compete in female sports. <laughs> really? Because the, <laughs> because the transgender females were beating all of the Genetic females hand over fist. I mean, come on. Why would anybody real? I mean, if you want to, you could have a male competition, a female competition, a male to female competition, and a female to male competition. If you really want to go down that road, that's what you have to do. You can't let former males on, on, on women's <laughs> hormone treatment. You can't let them compete with other women. They're structurally, they're just not the same. They're going to beat the women naturally. I mean, it, just stop it. Just stop it. This bullshit. Ugh. Anyway, so the FBI, I don't know. I don't give a shit about this story. The FBI uncovered a fucking uh, terrorist camp in Alabama, and they're investigating it. And this goes to show you why we need a wall. There's the story, and I just summed it up. Okay, moving right along. <laughs> moving right along. Uh, the top Iranian official taunts the United States, saying that the United States is not ready for a war, specifically and especially when Israel is within Iranian missile range. Okay, the, uh, this is according to the end of the American Dream blog. Michael Snyder wrote the following article. 
and he said that Hezbollah has approximately 150,000 missiles pointed at Israel right now. And also that Iran has a highly sophisticated ballistic missile arsenal. And okay, so if we're to uh, believe the stories that just occurred over the past two weeks that Hezbollah launched about 600 missiles into Israel, which was in response to a number of civilians being killed, including a number of children and pregnant women with children inside of their bodies. Uh, so they've launched about 600. They've got another 150,400 missiles that are also pointed at Israel. So uh, I'm not quite sure how far Israel is going to go, <laughs> knowing the odds. Uh, the following... Uh, comes from the Times of Israel. Uh, the U.S. military forces deployment in the Persian Gulf is more of the nature of psychological warfare. They're not ready for a war, especially when Israel is within our range, said Iranian Parliament's Vice Speaker Ali Motahari. In addition to its own missiles, Iranian proxies like Hezbollah in Lebanon and Palestinian Islamic Jihad in the Gaza Strip have hundreds of thousands of rockets aimed at Israel. So basically what they're saying is, is that John Bolton is full of shit. And even though John Bolton goes out there and says, Oh, the United States has an aircraft carrier coming your way. And we have stationed four B-52s in the Gulf, just in case. And we're going to go after Iran, and there has been sabotage, and false flags, whatever else. Iran says you're all full of shit. You can't do anything about it. And if you so much as touch us, we will tell everybody to launch their missiles into Israel. Uh, continuing along... According to the Statistical Center of Iran, the cost of red meat and poultry has increased by 57% over the past 12 months. Milk, cheese, eggs by 37 and vegetables by 47%. This all has to do with the sanctions that the United States has placed on Iran. And so if you don't think you're backing this country into a corner, then think again. Now, the United States and Israel loves to do the, uh, they love to play the victim card. Oh my God, we've got to go in there for the women and the children and they've got rape rooms and they've unplugged incubators and oh my God. This goes back to the Spanish-American War when the United States government wanted to take over Cuba and didn't have the public's consent. So what they did was they played on the heartstrings and got everybody on board because nobody likes to see a child die. And they're doing the same thing. They've been doing the same thing for the past 120 years. It, it's just on and on and on. Same bullshit, different day. So now they're going along this way. Iran's foreign minister, Javed Sarif, said Tehran is convinced that what he calls the B team, Bolton, Bibi Netanyahu, Bin Salman of Saudi Arabia, and Bin Zayed, the last three being Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin, and Mohammed bin Zayed, the Crown Prince of Abu Dhabi, an effective ruler of the UAE, are determined to force regime change in Iran. President Trump says that the pressure will bring Iran to its knees. The other day, 
Secretary Pompeo was asked if he was planning a coup d'etat in Iran. And do you know what he said? Any diplomat, even if they're planning a coup, would deny it. But he said, if I were planning a coup, I wouldn't tell you. Sometimes people say what's in the back of their mind, Zarif said. So clearly, clearly, Iran is in the crosshairs, along with Venezuela. And you see more and more of this. The UAE is planning a false flag. They've said that there has been sabotage on four of its commercial ships. And they've uncovered plots to target seven of their tankers. Oh my gosh. This is an outrage. According to the AP on Sunday, there were ships off the eastern coast that were subject to sabotage operations. And they subjected commercial vessels to sabotage operations and threatening the lives of their crew. This is considered a dangerous development. Okay, so here we go. Iran said about three weeks ago, President Trump, do not believe the bullshit. You are going to be dragged into a false flag incident. And that will lead you into an artificially created war with Iran in the Middle East. And the people around you want this, like Benjamin Netanyahu, like Pompeo, like John Bolton, like Ben Said, like Prince Salman of uh, so on and so on. You get the picture here. The B squad, the B team. So and going along with this, and this is why I think we should really watch this, Pompeo ditched a meeting not only with Germany, but Pompeo also ditched a meeting with Moscow. And he said, forget about it. I'm not going to meet with Moscow because I need to meet with the EU and we need to discuss the Iran nuclear deal. Because the EU is saying, giving the finger to the United States and saying, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, we can't put more and more sanctions on this country just because you guys are in the pocket of Israel. I mean, forget it. So Pompeo is on this PR stunt. And Pompeo is out there trying to get the EU to go with Israeli and, and the United States' interest in the Middle East. And that could include Saudi Arabia and the UAE. In an attempt to overthrow Iran or isolate Iran more so than it already has been isolated. Personally, I don't think this would work. And personally, I think the United States is walking very, very dangerous grounds and thin ice because the, the EU is a different ball game. They don't really they see the United States as imploding and they see Britain as a threat due to Brexit. So they 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 don't take the United States seriously. And subsequently, they don't take Israel very seriously because they've supported Palestine and they've supported the Palestinian rights. So I don't know what Pompeo intends to do. Maybe he intends to uh, unleash CERN or some other aspect of the Montauk project to convince these people. <laughs>
anyway. So watch out for that. I wouldn't be surprised if we have a dual front. Uh, the United States tries to tries to uh, start a war with Iran and tries to start a war in Venezuela. They've been trying to start a war in Venezuela to no to no avail. Uh, Silicon ja Valley Giants. This is being reported by Medium.com. A writer, Caitlin Johnstone. Yeah. Okay. So replace stone with Stein, and then you've got where the uh, where the angle is coming from. Uh, the the Valley, uh, the Silicon Valley Giants, are coordinating with Guaido, and subsequently, you can obviously say that if they're coordinating with Guaido, they're coordinating with the United States government, and there really is no real truth being told here. On and on and on. One example they bring up is the Embassy of Venezuela in Washington, D.C. says that the ambassador is Carlos Vecchio. Carlos Vecchio is not the Venezuelan ambassador. Carlos Vecchio is working for Guaido. Juan Guaido is the person that said, no, I'm the president, not Maduro. Maduro, who was elected president. So Google is completely in the tank with the United States government. And does this come to a surprise to anybody? We are on the precipice of fascism here. Unlike the 30s and 40s and the 20s, where fascism was dictated by the government, so the government was telling the industries what to do, we have a neo-fascism, where the, where the corporations and the companies are telling the government what to do. So it's, it's a bit of reverse, but it's the same thing. To bring up the shitty colloquy, the same difference. Anyway, Google lists Venezuela's ambassador to the United States as Carlos Vecchio, who has no governmental power and no authority to issue Venezuelan passports because he represents no actual government, but rather the puppet government that the United States is attempting to install. Google has no reason to refer to the U.S. government government propaganda construct as ambassador, but it does so anyway to support the United States' government or the United States government's aggressive campaign to replace the Venezuelan government staff in the D.C. embassy. Google, by the way, has been financially intertwined with U.S. intelligence agencies since its very inception. When it received research grants from the CIA and the NSA for mass surveillance. Which, by the way, Julian Assange revealed. The government pours massive amounts of money into Google, and Google pours massive amounts of money into federal lobbying and D.C. think tanks and has a cozy relationship with the NSA. So they are only doing even more of this. With Twitter, it's the same. Twitter is atrocious. Twitter is atrocious. The CEO of Twitter, whatever the hell that asshole's name is. I think his name is Jack or John or some bullshit. He's just blatantly removing anybody that doesn't tow the company line from Twitter. If you don't tow the company, if you're not a leftist, boom, you're banned. Just like Google, just like YouTube, just like Facebook. And they say, oh, well, they're violating... Uh, the terms of use agreement with Twitter.